Hey, Potters, welcome to episode 217 of Cospod, the podcast of all things cosplay and accidents, as you guys will find in the after session. Yay! This will be a very weird after <laughs> session, but our after sessions are usually kind of strange, so that's fine. It circles back they're, to cosplay, so that's all that matters. Yeah, they're, they're at least mildly cosplay related, or at least they start out that way, and then we start deviating on our beautiful, adventurous journey. And it circles back, <laughs> so it's fine. We segue one way, and we segue the other. But we can do one better for the episode. We can start on cosplay and we'll end on cosplay. I like this plan. Let's do it. Woo! All right. Let's start off with cosplay (laughs) updates, which, um, what is Amber's favorite thing in the world to show you? A pile of fabric. And so I give you a pile of fabric. fabric. Yay! Because I finally uh, got it through my head that you're not supposed to resin cast in your living area. I finally cleaned up that mess. And I'm looking at my table where all the rest of my fabric is sitting. And because as a crafting table, it has suffered much over the years. My poor, poor crafting table. (laughs) It has many stains on it. It has many scuffs on it. Uh, It has things I cannot get off of it. And when you have bright white bridal satin, you really don't want to put it on a surface like that, especially one that's stained, and you never know when the stain's actually going to come up. Right. So... So I taped newspaper to the top of it, just to give myself a nice, clean surface. Then I laid it down and started tracing patterns. So this is the starting of me tracing all of my dress onto said fabric and slowly cutting it out. Um, I have decided that I'm only going to line the bodice. I do not have enough to line the skirt. Hmm. But this is incredibly see-through fabric, so I will either have to wear a slip or I will have to... Uh, find more fabric with which to make myself uh, some sort of modesty cover. Mm -hmm. So I started on that. Um, I knew in advance that the bolts that I had was short of what I needed, but it was the last bolt. And of course, dye lots are a concern. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to Tetris this. Mm. (laughs) I'm trying to very, very carefully piece this all together to try and get all my pieces out of the same fabric. I have some other... This is supposed to be uh, bridal satin. I do have some crepe back satin as a backup that I will cut the back skirt pieces out of if I have to, because that's not seen. And, of course, if you guys saw my review, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, (laughs) of the Foam Armor Fast video... You know that whenever you need to cut corners, the back and the pieces people don't see is the first place you go. So, of course, you know, back skirt pieces, not really going to photograph that. So we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed to see what I can do with this, because clearly I'm not going to be able to cut it um, on the bias the way I am supposed to. Let's put it that way. Right. I at least did that with the bodice, because the bodice is the important part. All of that's done. So I at least cut that. Now I'm on to cutting all the pieces of the skirt. Um, other than that, I took a mild break from cosplay. <laughs> and I have been knitting scarves. I'm getting a little bit faster at this. A little bit. Quarantine is teaching me patience, if nothing else. And crochet definitely requires patience. A I lot. actually had... I've actually redone one of these twice because it was too wide 
And because it was too wide, it that made it short mm -hmm. because I only have a limited amount of yarn. So when I wrapped it around my neck, it looked like a little bolo tie. <laughs> and I was like, I can't donate this and feel good <laughs> about myself. So I literally pulled the scarf apart because that's what you do when it's crocheted. I did that. And you, and you redo it. So, you know, I did that. So I have three scarves in total now. There's my other one. This is nice. my, my, my single crochet option, the warm option. And I'm working on number four so that I can, you know, have these finished by fall so that I can have them donated. And uh, the last thing I did that was not quite so cosplay related, but, you know, I'm discovering my talents is... Yay! Look at that! I painted a landscape. That's so pretty. You Bob Rossed it. I did. I channeled my inner Bob Ross. That's this really cool. Oil. This is actually acrylics because I refuse to use oils. Oddly enough, as much as Amber likes to use smelly, smelly chemicals in her apartment, she refuses to use smelly oil paint. That's surprising. <laughs> I think I finally got tired of my apartment smelling like things after the resin incident. <laughs> <laughs> so, plus I have a whole wall full of acrylic paints because I paint Christmas ornaments too. So it's like, hey, I already have these. Maybe I should just use those instead of nice. you know, expensive oil paints. Right. So I have six more canvases so there will be six more of these coming eventually nice i'm going to paint a winter landscape next because i miss the cold i am tired of it being hot <laughs> yeah good luck with that <laughs> no uh ma making a halter top dress for a grecian goddess has not inspired mother nature to bring the temperatures down a little bit instead it has apparently only inspired her to send a hurricane order that's about normal <laughs> for Texas, it is. It's not normal. I even tried doing the rain dance with my car. Nothing happened. Same. I'm sorry. Absolutely nothing happened. My superpowers like have like a 50-50 shot. Sometimes it's 70-30, but this week it was definitely on the uh, no-go side. <laughs> In fact, and thank you, Wave Rod, I actually feel pretty good about that's it. really impressive because my one of the things that i've always wanted to do and i've just never been really good at is hand drawing and painting like that type of painting like you, i can paint props i can paint all these other things i can do paint by numbers pretty darn nicely because it's paint by numbers i can't do what you did like that just mystifies me and it looks really good see i can do this and you want to but you can watercolor paint clothing and dye yeah. it. Yeah. And I am massively jealous of that. I can do that. Actually, I haven't done that in a long time. I need to do that. I haven't done that in a while. And, I don't know And what. yet, I miss the cold so much. <laughs> I just want Even fall temps. Like, I don't yes. want a cold. Just fall temps. Even if I had this cosplay finished... It's not the kind of weather where I would want to go out and wear it, even though this is the kind of weather it is intended for. I walk outside and I feel like, you know, hair dryer is on. <laughs> yeah, it's like full blast. And that's kind of the downside, too, when it rains, because we get the humidity immediately afterward. It's like Florida humidity and it is just gross and nasty. And it's just oh, you stew in it. For it's not great for photo shoots because, you know, in photo shoots, your makeup for cosplay is supposed to be very matte. No shine, no sweat, none of that. This is terrible weather for that because you sweat, the makeup drips, it's very shiny, you feel gross. Ugh. So fun. 
It's photo shoot indoors. So a lot of people are doing now. So hey, <laughs> or just avoid Texas for the months of June, October. I think maybe May, to October. May. <laughs> Push it back to May. Because May is when Akon was supposed to be. And that was and even but then odd. we were still supposed to roast. And June Akon is definitely just cosplay outside nightmare. Yeah. It's still really hot in August, even towards the end of the month, so <laughs> wait till October. <laughs> I miss my conventions so much, you guys. I know. We all do. Quarantine sucks. But that's a good segue for my topic, because um, for my cosplay updates, I'm going to talk about the World Cosplay Summit, because I just found out about this this week. Um, apparently, WCS is in a little bit of trouble. Um, they have a Kickstarter going right now, which I was like, oh, why do they have a Kickstarter going? And then I started reading the very long page of much, much information. Like, like They overkill on their Kickstarter info, that's for sure. Um, so basically, what's happening is um, WCS relies incredibly incredibly heavily on tourism and sponsors and because it didn't happen this year they're kind of in a bind and they're not too sure if they're going to be able to cover the costs for next year so there may not be a WCS next year thus the reason for the Kickstarter so what they're doing is they got together with an artist who did a lot of background work for a lot of Studio Ghibli movies which is kind of cool and they're creating a mosaic and if you donate to the Kickstarter, um, they have a couple of tiers going on. There's some where you can donate like for one photo or three photos or five photos, or you get a t-shirt or you get a pin. And they're going to use a bunch of cosplay photos to make up this mosaic. And the mosaic will be featured at one of the airports. I think probably the one in Nagoya, I'm going to say, um, and possibly at another location too. So that's how they're going to try to raise some money that way hopefully be able to make next year happen. They also did mention on the Kickstarter that there is the possibility there won't be a physical event because we don't know what's still going on with COVID, with it being so in flux. But if that's the case, at least they know that they can pay for next year regardless or be able to save the funds for the following year. So I put a link down in our YouTube description for those who are watching live right now, and I'll make sure to include it in the show notes next time. I just thought it was just kind of interesting. So for those who are interested in WCS and been curious about it, I think I'm more surprised at the fact that the information about this is kind of on the down low. And I'm surprised that there are not more people donating. But I think it's because not many people are talking about it. It's like, oh, <laughs> they have met their minimum goal, but they definitely want to raise more money. I think the next goal is like 15 million yen. So yeah, definitely look into it. It's only $11 for like the lowest tier, which will get you one photo onto the collage, which I think that's kind of cool. So hey, you got 11 bucks to spare. Go for it. $11, <laughs> get your photo added to this cool mural. There you go. Yeah. And have a bunch of people see it. Yeah. Bunch of people that you don't know will be seeing your cosplay photo. Yep. Just like the internet. Almost, almost, almost like marketing on the internet. Hmm, gee, it's like social media. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's like my the, cosplay the update. inverse of social media. Right, because this one actually requires physical travel to the airport to see this thing. Well, speaking of Texas heat and makeup, 
maybe we should get into today's topic. Sure. So for today's topic, uh, I have reviewed one of the many, many books that Amber got from the Humble Bundle that she, for the cosplayness. And this one is specifically covering everything and anything makeup. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We are reviewing cosplay makeup tips and tricks from Kimpatsu Cosplay. The book covers the tools and how to put on makeup with techniques for contouring, body paint, lashes, fake teeth, etc. It also includes makeup walkthroughs for a few characters to replicate. Unlike some of the other cosplay books on the market, this is one of the few I've found that provides in-depth coverage on how to use makeup with step-by-step -step photographic instructions. The amount of detail it covers with every step from washing your face, adding primer, covering your brows. This is the highlight of the book. Kimpatsu Cosplay's ability to break down makeup application helps the content feel much more approachable. Makeup in particular is a vast, sometimes overwhelming area. There are too many products and it's difficult to know where to begin. A primer on makeup for cosplay is a valuable resource. The section on lips might be my favorite part as the author was able to provide a wide variety of styles and applications in just a few images. You can see from these few pages how these tips can enhance your makeup on all of your future cosplays. As a fan of eyeshadow, I was happy to see another cosplayer embrace the endless possibilities with the color palettes available to us. I use eyeshadow for my brows and it has made a world of difference for my cosplays. Where this book really shines is the step-by-step -step images. Kimpatsu Cosplay takes you from start to finish through the entire process of putting on makeup. It's like watching your favorite beauty vlogger or body paint streamer frame by frame so you can replicate the look but without having to hit the pause button. The images are all well lit and they're very clear to help the readers. Also included are highlight and contour examples. This technique can be really tricky for cosplayers, but it can add to the illusion of your costume when it's done well. The author's tips don't specifically go for a certain gender, as highlights and contours will depend greatly on the character but the tips provided are general enough to be useful in multiple situations. With the specific character makeup sections, some contouring guides are provided. There are some portions of the book that I felt could have been enhanced, required more information, and in one instance left me a bit concerned. At the beginning, the author provides a general overview of tools one should use for makeup. Specific brands are not listed for obvious reasons. I think it would have been really important here for the author to recommend that people go out to the stores and ask for assistance when picking out makeup. Because the number of brands and shades of skin tones are vast. It's easy to get lost in the sea of colors, pick the wrong shade, and be stuck with $80 worth of product that doesn't match. Whether you are new or a veteran to makeup, don't be afraid to ask for help when you're at the store. I also felt that the explanation on brushes was missing a lot of detail. It's mostly said as get brushes without describing the differences between what the brushes are. Like what's the difference between an angle brush and a foundation brush? And those come in different shapes and styles and sizes. This kind of content would have been very helpful for cosplayers. The tool that made me worry was Prosade, but not for how it was listed in the book because she did not recommend it as a prosthetic adhesive. The author called it out specifically for applying fake eyelashes. Prosade is a medical grade adhesive. There are two versions of it. The original is the strongest. Version two is best for thinner applications and sensitive skin. It requires a special remover to get off that is not safe for your eyes. While you can water it down, it's been known to rip out hair. 
Personally, I feel it's not safe to use above your eye at your lash line. Please use the adhesive that was packaged with the eyelashes or get eyelash adhesive that is specifically made for that purpose. There's your warning. I know some people who swear by Prosade once it's watered down. Ultimately, it's up to you on what you want to do. I personally have never had issues with standard eyelash glue once they stick. With the body paint section, again, I felt the content was a bit laughing in specifics and did not include alcohol-based makeup. Which, if you want to learn anything and everything about body paint, check out the panel we hosted, which is available to view on our YouTube channel. In the same section, there was also the recommendation to use hairspray as a setting spray. While that's good in a pinch, if you use it consistently, those chemicals can impact your skin and, eventually, your health. Whatever is on your skin will be absorbed into your body. The effects are not immediate, but will add up over time. Hairspray is only meant for your hair and should be used as directed. Use a setting spray designed specifically for body paint and makeup. You can also use a clear setting powder that you dab on with a large fluffy makeup brush, and it's just as effective. Needless to say, while the images and walkthroughs are great, I do have a problem with the descriptions on the tools giving bare bones information or being unsafe to use. The end of the book wraps up with a good segment on cleaning up your face and your tools. This is an area not often discussed with makeup, so it was good to see it included in the book. Overall, I'd say you should skip the first chapter and go straight to prepping your skin to get the most out of the content. The book includes great step-by-step -step images, good advice and tips on putting on the makeup. I think a bit more attention should have been paid to product recommendations in certain areas, as well as explaining safety concerns with some of the adhesives. Though, I will give a thumbs up for including a warning on the contact lens section that people should speak with a healthcare professional before exploring this option. Thank you for including that. For me, I would get the book on the tips for the eyeliner and the lips alone. But make sure that whatever products you get to put on your body, that they are safe for you. We're back. And yes, uh, for the comments and chat about makeup and spatulas, we can relate. <laughs> I just made a comment to Amber that I didn't know squat about makeup until I started doing cosplay, because prior to that, I never wore it. Um, the first time I ever had makeup on officially was for my high school graduation, and we went to get it done. Because my mom didn't know how to do makeup, and I didn't know how to do makeup. <laughs> I've been to a couple of, uh, I guess you'd call them parties, demo parties. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if they do this anymore, where you basically go to somebody's house, and they invite like eight or ten other people, and then they have a makeup representative come oh. and bring a whole bunch of demo product. Yeah, they still they do that. that. I've been to a couple of those when I was younger, and that was pretty much my only experience with makeup. It, for all of the content that's out there, sometimes it just feels so overwhelming. So to have something that can provide you with just the basics of here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, here is how you apply. I think that's the one thing I really appreciated about this book was the fact that it gave you those picture steps. Even though it didn't give you all the necessary information on which tools to use, which the right tools, how to look for the makeup, I think having those steps there is definitely a great way to start. So you know, okay, at least this is step one, two, three, four, five, so I can get that face. And that's kind of nice because even now I'm still a goober about makeup. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. I'm just gonna guess, have fun. <laughs> the best way is to show it in sequence. Yes. 
it definitely works very well with this book. That's something I appreciate. Yes. All right. So thank you very much for sharing that with us. Hopefully you guys found it useful. Please let us know in the comments. Yes. All right. Do we have anything else to discuss this episode? No. <laughs> All righty then. So if you guys would like to tell us your favorite thing about makeup, or perhaps share your favorite tutorial with us, or maybe you'd like to share pictures of Nick Cage in makeup. I don't know. Feel free to join us or start your own conversation on any of our social media, which of course you can find here in the corner under Amber's name. You can't miss it. Yay. Or of course you can email us podcast at cospod.org. Otherwise, please stay safe out there. Stay healthy. We hope your spirits are keeping up in these really trying times. But cosplay makes us all happier. Yes. So we will wish you guys happy cosplaying. See you next time, everybody. Bye, guys.